0: The last time I smoked is an independent entertainment podcast intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I couldn't. I I just, I, my my yeah. My time is somewhere else. <laughs> is it like that's got to be like a thing you have like a bucket list thing, right? It's a specialized.
1: Yeah, have we
0: st- we're starting Oh yeah, yeah, okay. we can start again no. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I so
1: feel so bad, yes Not that I would say anything to you that I wouldn't say to your audience No, and, and we've begun I And recording no um, I was really into autobiographies For a while Still am actually I find people's lives fascinating The
0: last time I smoked. The last time I smoked. The last time I smoked. The last time I
1: smoked.
0: Welcome to The Last Time I Smoked. I'm your host, Landon Charles Hughes, and today's guest, Danielle Soto. I've known Danielle for a couple years now. I've known her through the open mic comedy world, which is a really fascinating. Uh, set of people, but all big up and comers. And I feel like she's one of them. She's an inspiration. She's great. Kind of feels like home when I talk to her. Uh, There's a sense of familiarity. But I also think that's just because comedians have a language, I think. Yeah. Anyways, she's amazing. I love her. Danielle Soto.
1: I do ask a lot of questions. And even if like, I'm just meeting you. I feel like I'm very, I wouldn't say intrusive, but curious. I'm the same way. Yeah. I asked my
0: friend Zach once. I said, hey, do I seem too open with people when I first meet him? He was like, sometimes, yeah. I'm like,
1: oh, I gotta. Usually it's pretty interesting. Sometimes it can get you into trouble if you find somebody who's just, if you're open to listening and they're open to talking, but they're not open to listening, and then you just become a brick wall. And I hate that.
0: Um, I can do that, especially if it's like topics that I know I'm like passionate about or like I, f- I know I just get emotional and I can't have like a scientifical debate about
1: <laughs> XYZ, you know? But you can hear all about it. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I, I will warn people before I do that to them. So, for example, I'm really obsessed with creepy documentaries. And so I will <laughs> tell people if it comes up in conversation, like, please forgive me. I'm about to talk at you for 10 minutes. And if it becomes too much. Just let me know, and they're like, "Oh, okay." And then I'll start talking about these documentaries. But I think they're interesting. I guess if you have no interest in them, then it's super boring. But if you have interest in them, then you love hearing me talk about. That's it. correct, and that that that's
0: absolutely correct. Actually, the way th- uh, that people uh, do that. Yes, yes.
1: So yeah. if someone's talking to me about something like um, something I know nothing about but is very very interesting, like I don't know, last night somebody brought up that there's this podcast about. Um, Supreme court cases and I'm like Now that's something I don't know about but I would be so interested to learn about So if you're talking at me about that At a party and I'm just sitting there drinking My drink then like for by all Means keep going but if you're talking To me about your uncle Who had surgery But then he turned out uh, I can't (laughs) Not for not for 25 minutes Right
0: right exactly That's the difference between a therapy session And yes
1: uh, uh, premises Right Yes <laughs> I have um, a new rule I don't know if it's a rule Or just Well I'll just share it with you I have 10 jars of empathy For everybody <laughs> So and it doesn't matter How rich you are How poor you Whatever your situation is I have 10 jars of empathy If you have something You're going through Some people Want more Some people want more And I think it should be the same With attention I'll have 10 jars of attention for somebody, but if you're sucking being So entire... what is in each jar
0: of empathy?
1: Oh, I guess, that's a great, no one's ever asked me that. I guess it's like little heart candies <laughs> with, <laughs> with positive sayings on them. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's but inside. But like, there's,
0: there's a limit to how much people can ask of others.
1: Yes. 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 And it's the same with attention. Yes. There's people
0: who just... And it's hard when we're performers, too, because then we're like very sensitive to it because I think we use all, that very strategically when yes. we need that attention. We're crafting that. That's part of our craft, I think. Right. Oh, Danielle's
1: a comedian like I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, it's it's the performers... But it's also, I'll, we'll call them friends and family mm-hmm. of performers that you meet on the outskirts. Cause you know, everybody, is, you know, some people are in a relationship or some people are married, whatever. And there's, I think people who feel almost intimidation about the performers because when we're at parties or whatever, it's like, sometimes it can become like a contest of who's funniest. Yeah. And like, then I don't know, I feel like the people who aren't. Performers who are normal civilians, right? They feel a pressure or something to like be as interesting or be as impressive. It's like no, I would so much rather just know you as you and find you pleasant.
0: I'm learning that every day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah,
0: In a nutshell, I think that's what. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I think we should strive for that. Sometimes it's exhausting. It is because it. I was watching a TED Talk, and I badmouth Ted all the time, but I want to do one one day. (laughs) You badmouth them. (laughs) But I learned about the difference between uh, your learning time and your performance time. What you're learning and then reflecting after you perform it and then learning again and then performing again. And then that whole cycle is like sometimes as comedians, I feel like we're always in performance mode more often or not than learning mode when we should be reading and, and, and taking in these free classes online. I'm sorry, I'm projecting. I'm taking like these Yale classes on uh, iTunes, uh, iTunes U, and I just finished the one on death.
1: And it's so good. A lesson about death. It's,
0: it's a whole um, philosophical class uh, that's taught by Shelly Kagan on Yale University's Open University, where he goes 26 hours, a class, you know, one hour class on uh, mortality, on death, and wow. how we break it down as humans and the you know talks everything and then ends with like, is suicide right and stuff like that and why it's not and like i mean it's good it's like it's like a story how it's did you feel afterwards intense that like i've never i've never felt college to be that gratifying to where like I see the difference in like school systems now is like sometimes you could be telling a whole character arc in in your in your class by inspiring them by teaching them Yeah yeah, yeah. I'm sorry I I'm kind of going off base here. No that's uh, cool. I want I'm interested. But um but isn't that just me trying to better myself back to yeah. your main point is like always trying to yeah.
1: Well there's um people out there, comedians, who I've noticed will, and this has bothered me since I started, they'll show up to an open mic, do their spot, and then leave. And that always bothered me. Number one, it's not good support for the community that you're in. Mm -hmm. And number two, what are you learning? What are you learning from not watching anybody else?
0: What if you've watched 20 prior to your set? Then, can you leave after the next one?
1: Oh, I always think. Like, what is the.
0: I like that. I agree. You should, like, take in, even if they're bad, take in why they're bad. Right. Really investigate what you're seeing here. Totally. And, like, what you feel should be improved on because what you're not liking is probably something you might be doing.
1: Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <sighs> I think courtesy is stay for one person after you. I always say two, but yes, oh, okay. Depending on time, you're extra, nice. especially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm extra. <laughs> that's kind of my motto. Some people will put their name in the bucket and leave. I've only had one bad lottery experience, and it was at the Silver Lake Lounge. You've
1: had one bad lottery experience. <laughs> you should play the actual lottery. How is that? <laughs> Tell me what. It- I'm. I have no luck with buckets. Ugh. I'm literally the la. I feel like the last person every, every time I'm in a bucket.
0: I'm sorry. Buckets Ugh. hate me. I
1: hate buckets. And
0: like I like the return to the bar early and buy a drink and settle in. But get but a you, ticket. How
1: how often do you get pulled? Like within the first hour hour and a half no 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 i'm there
0: for about an hour and a half like it's an hour and a half show for me <laughs> okay okay yeah.
1: i'm aware of that yeah but I, I, it's not a comedy thing i'm equally bad with raffles i'm equally bad with anything where it's like we need somebody to pick out of the audience <laughs> Like very rarely i think once in fourth grade the magician picked me but that's it <laughs> yeah.
0: um no my folks um or not my folks, Uh, when I was living in Charleston, South Carolina, even the hypnotist that was doing this big fair show picked me out of the crowd. I was like, yeah, I have this thing about my face, like, gullible, bring him, let's do it. And like, I killed but it was great Yeah, that's
1: amazing <laughs> a hypnotist were you hypnotized
0: yeah it was wild you just sort of like lose all inhibition and like you're kind of his like puppet and you you do you, you you're you hearing only him and like following it i do believe there is a bit of a craft to that too oh like,
1: I'll, I'll buy that Absolutely. yeah and if you're
0: open to it it works you know yeah. i you know i i have friends who have uh I've done well on it, so I'm like, okay. I
1: well, see. I like that they're using it for good and not evil, right? <laughs> because like there used to be the whole like cluck like a chicken that was like the stereotypical like hypnotist. Oh yeah, assignment. absolutely. But now they use it for quitting smoking and Confidence getting on airplanes, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, overcoming fears.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, because not all everything requires like deep therapeutic understanding. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just a mantra you need to like get over something.
1: The mind is a very powerful thing. very powerful. I think that um, it's incredible. I have um anxiety about being trapped, so I have kind of like um, what is it called? Um, claustrophobia. Claustrophobia, but it's not necessarily like small box. Like, closet, elevator. It's more like so, I used to be a lot worse. I'm much better now, but like socially trapped, meaning like if you go to dinner and you order, but you haven't paid yet, you're trapped. You have to stay. And I didn't like that. I don't know what it was about that, but I didn't like it. But the other day, and I've been so much better in recent years, but the other day I was visiting my brother in San Diego and they're like, Um, him and his girlfriend got um, tickets to this thing and a bunch of friends bailed and they're like, oh, so now you can come. I was like, oh, what is it? They're like, we're doing an escape room. Oh my God. And I was like, nope what no nope, can't do it and they're like no like we got the tickets you have to do it and literally I don't know how they bamboozled me into that room but they would not not take no for an answer but it's not even like I I, I have no idea how they got me in there but it was really fun okay. I'll say it was really really fun I
0: do I have a little bit of that same like around people forced conversation sort of mentality it's like what do we have to oh humans we have to connect and i get anxious i'm like am i an asshole am i being a good person like i have the same thing we went to an escape room and i had an amazing time
1: yeah it's really fun your mind makes it so much worse because the whole morning my stomach was doing flips i couldn't my palms were sweating like i was having a physical reaction to thinking about it because when i'm ready to go I'm ready to go. Like I can not I used to not drive to parties with people or shows. I, even if they're like, "Hey, can I bum a ride?" I'd be like, "No." And I had no explanation. I would just be like, "No, I'm sorry. No, I drive. I drive. And I drive, I drive away. Cuz when I'm ready to go, I got to go. I have to go. That's yeah. <laughs> I have to. Waiting for people is so I have a friend, my best friend from Boston. Waiting for people. We met in dermatology. Her name is Julianne. She the slowest moving getting ready person oh my god we it will take her five times as long to put on her makeup (laughs) brush her teeth she slept over one more i mean it was just the entire day and then i was driving we were going to um jacob's house and i was driving in front of her she was driving behind the separate cars and like i think she was going four miles an hour it was like you know when someone's following you you want them to keep up that's like the entire point she could, yeah she, no she yeah keeping
0: up. come like, on like was, you're towing air
1: like you're <laughs> she's like oh well i've never driven in los angeles and i'm like Ugh. oh well let me explain it to you there's streets and there's sidewalks don't go on the <laughs> sidewalk it's kind of the same i'm like i love her to death she's the, a great <laughs> you're friend you're my best friend <laughs> You're always so nice I love her She's great and it And I would I would take slow But no t-
0: it's true and, and like LA is a different Like because you're not Here to vacation I don't feel like LA you should be working Doing something Projects Building Writing Like that's I got that from Jake Cannon Actually Tell me more <laughs> uh, He did my podcast And he kind of Last year And he was like dude, like this is a really cool way to meet people. And it's like, if you're here in L.A., you should be fucking around. You should be working. I'm like, yes, sir.
1: (laughs) When I lost my, I got laid off a year ago for my job and I was on unemployment. And I'm like, this is your opportunity to really work on your career, like really, really work. And I promised myself every single day I would do something. If that's an open mic, if that's write a sketch, maybe work on my own podcast or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. I would do something every single day. And sometimes that was like, go for a jog, because movie stars have to be good-looking. <laughs> so. But you're putting all the
0: pieces together, too. That's all foundation stuff. Yeah. Like, I feel like it takes three years just to get L.A.
1: I'm happy you said that. It's really confusing here. Mm-hmm.
0: Unless you're, like, an agent from Toronto, and they fly you in to shoot a gower and fly you back to, like, right.
1: Northern Exposure. Like <laughs> There's, um I don't know, I don't think it's in, it might be in her book. This is so Pamela Anderson wrote a book called Star. Mm-hmm. It's a novel, but it's an autobiography. But, you know, she like she, didn't yeah. want to own up to like the things in it, but I think you know what's <laughs> up. Like you know, it's about you her. like the autobiography. <laughs> I do. I really like autobiographies. But one of the things I don't know if it's an that or an interview she did, but she said she moved because Playboy invited her to move to Los Angeles, and she got a house and a car. And she thought when everyone moved to Los Angeles, they got a house and a car. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that is literally like one in a gajillion people. Right, right. Nobody but Pamela Anderson would be invited to LA like that. Everyone has to work. Re- Not that she didn't work really hard, I believe she worked very hard. But yeah, I mean, Miley Cyrus had to take a cab from LAX <laughs> <laughs> with her cardigan. <laughs> She did have to audition for Hannah Montana, but her dad was Billy Ray. But that's
0: another sign that, like, you're not giving anything out here. And, yeah. like, even the Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds, that whole storyline, like, there wasn't always for sure that they were going to get anything. Like, there's an industry back there that's like a power, mo- and not one person oversees all of it. That's just yeah. conspiracy, I think. Yeah. You no, know, it's
1: crazy because there's certainly children in the industry, and you wonder, is this because of who their parents are or is this because of their talent um there was a girl who was on uh the x factor i believe no maybe america no it was the x factor that's the singing one right the x factor with like simon cowell yeah i think it's like a variety yeah yeah so she went on and demi lovato's like wait i know you and she's like wait yeah we go to parties together you're gene simmons daughter and gene simmons daughter who was a very good singer was auditioning for the x factor and you're thinking like your dad can't help you
0: it's not really a thing anymore like it's not you know that that you know that what is that where the family is all? i mean that's still around there's still some family studio money and things like that happening definitely deep inside but it's not so guaranteed anymore. It's like you really, the internet changed all that. Like you want to be a star, like figure out what you're good at. You know, it doesn't matter where you put it at. It just do it. Yeah. It's, it's um, a total crapshoot. Yeah. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Plan all you want, but yeah, you gotta be, it's determination I feel. Cause really me that I, that I always, repeat in my head is like I'm building a portfolio to retire off of you know no matter what if I make it to 80 there's going to be people in 50 years that are going to want to see what bullshit I was making and you know this time
1: like whoa how crazy like Yeah. No- <laughs> it's like when you YouTube Aaron Paul on Wheel of Fortune and you get to see jesse pinkman spin the wheel did you ever think <laughs> did you ever think that he was gonna be jesse pinkman this kid with glasses i mean it like i haven't seen the video oh it's it's very cute it's very cute he's he's i love aaron paul i think he's wonderful you think he's very talented but it's so cute i don't know like i i, <laughs> I auditioned for a game show and i felt like a freaking loser calling my dad being like i auditioned for a game show today it's like what are you doing out there having fun (laughs) fun, you know i'm 29 how much more fun can i have before i make a dollar um well that depends on how you're gonna make that dollar well here's the thing about the game show i could win a dollar or somebody could see me think i'm right for you You just never know here's the thing nobody's gonna walk into your bedroom and offer you a job if you're out there there's a better chance
0: i had a bunch of people go to see will of fortune and they were a party of eight i mean huge big party and they had one person they were a champion like they were doing their job and everything that day seemed to be like a super packed day where like even families of 12 and 15 were there so they got bumped oh, like eight, no. a group of people that like came out had to go like to the like cry their sorrows over at the grove that's <laughs>
1: terrible <laughs> hey sorry oh. for your luck but you know i think that happens <laughs> i hope they got nutella crepes at the farmer's market
0: Thanks. Oh, but yeah, I, yeah, making money as an artist is a crapshoot. Yeah. I mean, but I, I get through with like PA work and odd jobs. And I like, I love the phone. How if you have a phone, you could survive in the world. Like, yeah. hey, drive a car, bring, you know, become a messenger for somebody or task grab it. Like that ingenuity for us is like the next, like it, it just blows my mind that you can just grab a job. It yeah.
1: does kind of make you wonder, like, what did people do? like do you ever watch one of my favorite movies is swingers
0: i love swingers
1: it's like yeah i'm like thinking like you watch that and you're like he moved from new york he knows where he's going like even just driving around this city i have a gps i'm still struggling yeah it's to move to a new city without any technology to pursue a career in something where it's not like you're you walk into a hospital. you're a doctor. I don't know how hard it is to become a doctor. But Super hard. Like everything is hard. Everything yes. is hard today. and we are so assisted. We have so much assistance.
0: And it's so weird. It's just funny you bring up doctors, for instance. Like for everyday normal doctors, not some doctor that like they're coming from a family or lineage of wealth that could pay for that whole schooling, but people who truly take the Hippocratic oath, you know, seriously and do their job. Are paying student loans for the first ten years of their careers back, anyways? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, they have to be making that kind of money because they have to support their family and lives, and still care for the, you know, that so they need that. Like, there's reasons we make certain money for certain jobs. I feel like I feel like we got to wake up about that and yes. just get real on that. Like, some people are not going to support my view on things. I'm not expecting to make money off of them yet. I'm. You know, I'm still crafting and developing my own voice and right. my own like what I'm after.
1: Yes, there's certain jobs where they're certainly not being paid enough. Right. I think open mic comedian is one of them.
0: <laughs> um, but, Do you think we're a necessity into the to
1: the country? Do you yes. Think, yes.
0: That's heavy. That's, that's a cool combo right there.
1: Yeah. Like, Should we have it? <laughs> but like, I've never thought of that. Are we a necessity? Yes. I have to believe that we are otherwise it makes what I'm doing so so cheap <sighs> I mean, are we as a necessity as a doctor? Like, if it's The Walking Dead and you can only take one person with you and it's me or the doctor, then... don't <laughs> no I, Yeah, I could be like, well, um, my breasts will someday provide... <laughs> nurturing. <milk> and, and <laughs> and <laughs> like, that's all I have to go on is, like, my jugs might make some juice. But it's... <laughs> it, it, I think that pe- people... F- I don't know if this is an overarching like art. We've all done it. (laughs) Is is it artists? Is it comedians? But writers, television, I think that it's, it really reaches people. Television is so important to me. Um, Growing up, I used to watch shows like All in the Family and The Jeffersons and these shows and even later in the 90s, like Full House and Fresh Prince would tackle issues that were like social issues like even if it's drunk driving teen smoking and I always wondered why like this is the boob tube like you just turn it on you're supposed to space out why are they feeding lessons to us and it's because comedy is a vessel where you can send a message to somebody without them tuning off so often people feel like I don't want the lecture I'm an adult you're being condescending don't tell me about life But if you do it through characters that you love and comedy and laughter with humor, then it's much easier to swallow what's actually happening in this country and outside of the country or just in life or just in life. Yes. And so I, I love television. Also, I feel like it reaches people like Mary Tyler Moore recently passed away and Oprah Winfrey was a very big Mary Tyler Moore fan. And it's because Mary Tyler Moore on the show worked in television. Oprah wanted to work in television. And I think it gave her a reason to believe in herself because they were both women and they were were chasing the same dream and Mary was accomplishing it. So why shouldn't Oprah accomplish it? And <sighs> there you have it, she did. And so I think television uh, is sometimes the only thing in a kid's house that tells them, what they're able to accomplish.
0: I'm going to light my joint now. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I have no. I that's I wish I could sum it up so eloquently. Most of the time, wow. I'm too everywhere. I
1: watch a lot of daytime TV, so I, think, I speak very eloquently. I, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that Kelly and <laughs> Stray them is he still?
1: Are they still hosting that show together? I don't know. I watched the real. Oh, the real. Oh my gosh, I'm so obsessed with it. I got tickets to go see it on Tuesday. <laughs> I think each of my
0: um, family members all watch a different show like one is super ellen one's the view one's that like yeah. everyone has their own more my mom soap operas <laughs> oh
1: funny yeah my family used to watch general hospital yeah, like or... tape it on vhs you know like to watch it later <laughs> yes. we had like tapes like don't tape over it i haven't watched it yet <laughs> that's um, so yeah same yeah. <laughs> i'm very i'm the real for sure that's my number 1 but i also like the view but i get mad at the view
0: Ooh, that means they're doing something right then yeah is that why they're number one they're not sugarcoating anything they're all really mad <laughs> i guess so i don't
1: know yeah i get because i think on the real they disagree but it's very genuine and on the view they play the devil's advocate which is my least favorite thing i think the devil's advocate is such a waste of time I guess it's good to prepare yourself for what people might Personally, say Personally, but not when somebody's saying, speak, don't speak for the other
0: side, speak for yourself. Yeah. Right?
1: Well, it's like, let's play the devil's advocate. And yeah. It's like, if you're advocating for the devil, <laughs> that's not a good thing. What you're doing right now is just busting my balls. <laughs> don't
0: you just agree with me let's get
1: coffee right or disagree because that's what what's in your heart but like if we're both pro-choice and i'm like but let's talk about the other side it's like why to prepare myself to be in an argument with somebody right what is the benefit of playing the devil's advocate frustration yeah just to be a pain in the ass
0: me i think it's because people want to sometimes show that they can have a thought and not play on it they want to show that they're you know for instance uh dimitri always told me that um the special thing about being a human being is that we have the ability to go against instinct unlike everything else in you know with the brain oh we have as humans we have the ability to go against instincts so i never know which instincts though are the ones that i'm going for that are correct and which ones i'm going against that may be wrong you know or vice versa
1: okay so let's pick an instinct and can we dissect it yeah totally
0: um so oh so like my instinct to get on stage for instance is like to be really nice but like that's not stand-up comedy. I'm reading, you know, and educating myself on more and more about like watching all these stand-ups and really picking those apart and saying like, what is it? It's like really putting the mirror up and talking frankly about the world you see in front of you and being honest and real about it in your own perspective. But when I get up, I, it's like I have a block. I'm not able to do that, wow. I feel.
1: I wonder where, does it come from the room or does it come from within?
0: Usually the room. Yeah. I mean, the karma is like, if, if I can get karma, a couple of giggles out of karma, I feel like I really nailed that room. Yes. You know, there's different levels to, yeah. yeah.
1: It's it's also important to be aware of what's within your control and what is not within your control.
0: I, it, but Then I don't ever want to blame it on the audience. It's always me because I should be able to, as a comedian, chameleon my way through these. Yeah. Um, but back to the devil's argument point. Sure. Um, that's what's hard for me. It's like me, I the comedy that I feel like people would be laughing at is me playing that devil's advocate. Is me like arguing oh, well, f- but that makes me sick to my stomach at times to like think like that's where that humor's at. Now how do I drill those out of my head? How do I drill those jokes?
1: Here's what I'll say about that. I think that the things that people say on stage need some kind of pass like you need some kind of like social pass because people have said horrible things on stage and people are working things out i think that the way you judge somebody on an open mic stage is different than how you should judge someone on a performing stage right because sometimes people are working things out and it comes off like you're kind of a pain in the ass oh yeah but you might stumble upon something brilliant through
0: through what you're doing. Through the ignorance, through this like fog of war with your own self. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's not it's not necessarily what you truly believe, but it might be an exaggerated version of what you truly believe. And that's
0: a huge issue with me because of how like animate I am about like we're moving incorrectly again. Like we had such a strong heading. I know. <laughs> it's, is it, are you? And I just feel like I was like, I'm not wrong, but now I just have to just eat shit for the next four. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. it. Like, hey, curse away, Landon. It's free game. Like...
1: Yeah. And, and it, another thing that's very important to remember is that um it still needs to be funny. Right. We're gonna there's going to be times we're going to want to go on stage and just talk about what happened or what is happening. And it's like, yes, that is important to talk about, but this isn't the, "Oh my god, you have an album of Pippin?"
0: <laughs> That's Dimitri's I
1: love Pippin.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's great. and it sounds wonderful. Oh. It's got like enough dirt and stuff on it to where it's like We've it's got, got this magic bass. to
1: do yeah. just for you. I was in that play in 8th grade. And it's all sex and drugs. It's like, that's the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. cut out oh, It all... sounds
0: very sad. I've never seen it. We're oh. going to go see it, though. Yeah. Oh,
1: my gosh. So fun. Anyways, I'm so sorry. But <laughs> yeah,
0: awesome. just nobody knows Pippin.
1: Right. I don't.
0: And like he introduced me to it. And I've listened to the album a few times. And I still haven't seen the show. So I feel like I'm, I'm spoiled a little. But at the same time, I'm excited to see the show. I love
1: musical theater.
0: Let's get to that in just a second. But okay. we're... Finish the... the um... Oh,
1: just that it's... Uh, people will go on stage and want to say things... That are. And you run shows
0: and you see these like open micers and you can tell who. I would imagine is a total dick and who is just running lines. Well, so
1: yeah, some people get up there and they're saying stuff and you're like, I know that you thought this was going to be funny. And I, ap- <laughs> and I appreciate that you yeah. wrote something that N- nice. you thought you like, thought about it today. You put it up there. It didn't work out. And that's this okay. is the golden. This is where you put it. This is exactly where you put it. You found a, you found the perfect venue to do what you're doing currently, which is working through something. And that's great but then i've seen people get up there and they just kind of like say like well what did i want to talk about uh let's see what's going on today and it's like why are you so unprepared There are 40 people on this list. It is midnight. Could you please, please get through what you're trying to say? I mean, that's an exaggeration. It's never gotten that bad. No, but I need to hear that sometimes. (laughs) Like, yeah, I'll
0: slack off and then fucking shoot myself in the head because I get on stage. I'm like, oh, you got your three minutes down, Landon. Where's your next four? They gave you seven today, you know?
1: Yes. And also, I got some very bad advice once from some LA comics when I first moved here. I was at a mic that gave you way more time than... Is typical. They give you seven or eight minutes, something like that. And I got off stage after five minutes, four minutes. You know, like I had worked out everything I wanted to work out, and I learned from it. And then I got off stage, and the uh, host was like, "Don't ever give up stage time in Los Angeles. Don't ever. You have to use every minute that you are, every second that you are given." And I think that was bad advice because if you've worked out everything you've worked out and you feel good about yourself, why are you going to stay and waste time for the rest of the people in the room? I don't think that's very kind to your community.
0: I used to feel the same way she did. And then I started to move towards the way you feel about it now, because I heard one comedian one day say, I'm going to give the time back to the room. Yes, And that line sounds so... That sounds like a comedian who is working their own stuff out. Yes. You know, and projecting that, on you.
1: I yeah. never heard that either yeah. until afterwards. And I'm like, if that's a thing, why did that guy say what he said to me? Why right. did he... And it was it was two guys being like don't like don't like stay up there keep working world
0: no matter where we go i used to think that stand-up was going to be this huge like open arms experience going to be cool people like everyone's awesome like and they are like majority of comedians are the raddest out of all the communities everywhere in the world (laughs) i think comedians are my favorite people ever well that's funny yeah (laughs) Um, no matter how Because cause again like you said like They come from bad places and they're working things out But they're saying it and they're being open And it's yeah. like that frankness is so uplifting to me Because um, I know that I'm not alone in my k- kookiness You know in my yeah. crazy But um, Going back to the room and giving them uh, time back Is important because Yeah it shows respect to the other comedians And it shows like yeah this is an open mic Stop like you are working a craft out your own way. Don't judge how I'm doing my way. Right,
1: yeah. Because maybe you are preparing for something that is giving you five minutes. And maybe you've wanted to run that, and that's it. And why am I going to stand up there for two minutes? It's a machismo thing, too. It's like a like a, like a a y machismo attitude. Yeah, I think that, well, coming up in Boston, there was a lot of bullies. And oh. there were people that would say, not just to me, but to me and others you don't have 10 minutes of material. Even though they didn't know me. They didn't even know me. They'd be like, you don't have 10 minutes. You haven't been doing this long enough. You don't have 10 decent minutes. Or you don't have five minutes. Whatever it was. And to this day, I'm so traumatized. That's like, people will ask me, how much time can you do? And it, it's really difficult to answer that.
0: Well, because it changes at times. Sometimes older jokes are being re- reworked into newer ideas. You yeah. know? Like, hey, the timing and what I'm saying in this joke actually works for this new story. That, or not... Not story, but like a uh, line of logic that I'm using for these jokes to set up on this certain topic. you know, I don't know how yeah. you
1: dissect it, but yeah, yeah I got, I got some very um I don't know if it was advice or just a, a, a sentence <laughs> but, um Paul D'Angelo, who's a really great comic in boston he's a he's a great guy, he told me, um, you'll have five minutes for years because when you write some one minute that's funnier. You will take out the least funny one minute and you'll still have five minutes. So you may have five minutes for three years, but the, at the three-year mark, it's going to be so much better. Yeah. It's going to be an amazing five minutes when you started out with a mediocre five minutes. And you might have one joke left over, but it's like, why am I going to tell jokes from my first year that get titters when now I have jokes that get guffaws?
0: that's uh, beautiful yeah it was
1: good advice i just i don't think that anyone i i don't like when people um comment on your progress it really bothers me i think everyone moves at their own speed and i'm not at competition with anybody else except for myself who i was yesterday i'm i am I really like pinterest quotes so i'm really full of them like oh good yeah, yeah. I, I, i'm a yeah.
0: huge quotation person too yeah, yeah. I, I believe in it. like these little synopsis that remind me like
1: no i'm all right actually probably better than a lot of people
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm killing it
1: yeah you need that reminder
0: yeah and that's because we're human i think and like that amount of like chemical maybe the dopamine's too little low that's a nice little boost that I don't need to like smoke something or drink something to get me there which you
1: haven't yet
0: no oh because I'm so
1: titillated by all this uh (laughs) like they give well if you want to spark it I can sing a song from Pippin and, and we go okay um let's see how's it start wait it goes um we've got magic to do just for you In we've a got miracle, miracle place to play
0: My my last, uh, I had a friend over there, Eric James, the comedian, I don't know if you know him. Yeah, I do. He was over here the other day, and he did this show, nice and guy. he said to me, "Who's um, was like, one, I'm not the one, which is very uplifting, just to, to be told, like, relax, you're not the one, like, you're not, you know, you're not the big star, you're not, it's not all about you, oh, that just would, do your job. That
1: would bother me. Why? <laughs> if someone told me I'm not the one, mm-hmm. y- no. No. That so was, you
0: have to be constantly told you are the
1: one. I don't have to be told it by anyone, but I have to believe it. And if anyone combats that... I need that, my inspiration
0: and moderation. <laughs> they
1: need to walk out the door. I think that you... all I think it's beneficial to you to... You know, I, I do believe in staying humble and, and, you know, being realistic. But I think you have to believe that you... You are talented to get to where you want to go
0: and it is a roller coaster of a thought process yeah some days i'm just like yeah of course duh and then the next day i'm like why did i say that yesterday i feel so (laughs) last
1: night i wondered to myself should i quit comedy and go into politics and then i thought to myself would anyone stop me no nobody would stop nobody would be like comedy is where you are best serving mankind you need to stay
0: i think that kind of question is only for you to answer
1: i don't think i have any talent as as strong as humor and if i'm gonna serve mankind i think it has to be through that vessel uh comedy right i Um, think
0: if i've always thought about politics too i think a lot of comedians think about politics but i also think a lot of lawyers think about comedy
1: Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I know two lawyers who think about comedy. Actually, no, I know. I know a few. Now that I moved to LA, there were two in Boston. There's
0: something about the intellectual lawyers and professional, like medical healthcare people. That like they really like stand up comedians. They really like comedy. They want to hear the grit because they feel like they deal with the grit. Yeah, they're dealing with a lot. Also, of Also, I feel like they have language. to
1: censor what they say a lot, and in comedy you don't have to censor what you say a lot.
0: No, and I feel kind of spoiled sometimes because of that. But at the same time, I'm like, no, that's our God-given right on the, in America.
1: Okay, so that's interesting because I feel like there's people who say whatever they want and can because they can. Right. And it, like, I, I get into a lot of Facebook fights with people who I uh, am frustrated by. But a lot of the times will have this argument about the First Amendment freedom of speech, and they're like, I can say what I want. And it's like, are we really, really going to war to fight so that you can call that woman a bitch? Like, that's, like, you don't have to because you can.
0: Right. Nobody's coming after that. You don't have to do it because, I think they do it out of fear. They do, they're doing it because they do think that you are intimidating their right you're, you're right they're insecure enough to be like i don't take away my words right i want to fucking say all the stupid shitty
1: words it's I'm like yeah. you can nobody said you can't right and also be- it's like well louis ck did it bill bird did it it's like uh, there I, I i know i didn't come up with this but lord grant me the confidence of a mediocre white man like I was in a fight with a guy on Facebook because he called Amy Schumer too fat to be Barbie. And I was like, just because you have the right to say that doesn't mean it's a nice thing to say. And it's not a funny thing to say. And you're in like, read your audience. You're in a group of comedians with women and fat people and people who are creative.
0: Yeah. And I made a fat joke once. I feel so bad. And I got to and I do. And I feel like an asshole because I about somebody. No, it's just fat in general. Oh, it's like general fat, <laughs> general general largeness, you know? Um but as like a as a as a hit to like um but I changed it to diabetics, but now I just feel even worse. Oops. <laughs> because the joke is um I went to Iraq uh, or it's like isn't it weird uh how you like do jobs that you didn't think you'd ever going to do? Like I'm an, I'm an Iraq war veteran. Isn't that weird? I was a medic because The guns were too heavy. (laughs) And then the tag to that that. was like, um, uh, but so are fat people. (laughs) Uh. No, it turns out so are fat people.
1: I don't think that's necessarily (laughs) so (laughs) offensive.
0: um but i feel i do feel like i'm so sensitive on that stage like that joke alone is a lot for me to say i feel even though i get the right to say it it still doesn't feel right to say it
1: oh that's a good quote Uh, (laughs) right
0: but going off of your topic of like um choosing what is correct and not correct to say and if we should be like monitoring that and how and like are we supposed to be following like I'm reading Judy Carter's The Comedy Bible. I love it. I think it's great. It's a really cool form to put. Like, if I ever do like the Midwest tour, good. I got these in my back pocket. Great. But to come, to use those to form like the fuller sets, it's helping me too, you know? And I'm like, wow, I like that there's some form in there. But I also like comics that just go up there and fucking wing it. Like Chris, uh, what's his name? Bad boy. Army dude.
1: Oh uh, no um Jeff Carsalis Jeff I'm Karasales. sorry Carasalis. Carasalis, yeah, yeah Jeff yes absolutely and not <laughs> Bad uh, boy. and he knows
0: oh yes Want to hear
1: a funny story about <laughs> Jeff oh. It's not really so much a funny story about Jeff as it is about my brother but my brother is a straight man and he has a girlfriend of 4 years and Jeff was changing my brakes for me he the brake pads um I needed new ones he said he would do it for me so um, I went over there with my brother and his girlfriend and we chatted with Jeff and his friend and then we left we went to Seven Eleven to get them coffees or whatever and then we came back and then later I asked my brother and Kim I was like do you think that Jeff is handsome because I think Jeff is handsome I think Jeff is handsome yeah I think Jeff is handsome and um, my brother goes well it's sexy he can fix cars <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean and i think jeff's a a very talented comedian i do too
0: and i've given him my card when we were over at corks back in the day uh on van nuys i think is where it's at or corkies or sure
1: oh yeah wait i know what you're talking about yeah i gave like a diner with the back room and i wanted them to do my
0: podcast please do my podcast jeff but um i wanted them to do the podcast but he never got back to me and yeah his comedy is at that verge of like yeah I get to say those things too I just don't know how to do it like you You've well, got such a character like a-
1: When I met Jeff he was already good But my understanding is um, it, t- it took a while to get to that place Because you don't step on stage The first day and say what What you're feeling about something controversial And have people like Die laughing I'm sure it takes a while And I'm sure he built on it and, I'll get there someday You well, will <laughs> We believe <laughs> in you.
0: Yeah, thank you. I believe in everyone. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah, Jeff's very funny. I like seeing him around.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so like that kind of dramatic change between you say that social things uh, allow people to say certain things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's an example of that, right?
1: But it's... A- <laughs> Who else I, could do that joke, though? Who else could do his Right, humor? and that's what pisses me off about other people is that they get up there and they say totally offensive, totally idiotic shit, and then they go, well, Jeff was talking about da-da-da. It's like, well, Jeff's talented. Jeff's smart. Like, I, I can't believe you don't see the difference. That guy, that Amy Schumer guy who called Amy Schumer fat on the internet and mm-hmm. pissed me off, he was like, well, like he wrote like a huge thing About the First Amendment And then he referenced like an episode of South Park And a bit of Bill Burr or Louis C.K. or one of those amazing guys And it's like are, Do you think that gives you permission To be unfunny?
0: <laughs> yes yeah, He is. does And there's a chunk and percentage A large chunk and percentage of people That see that report and see that And go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah
1: Absolutely, alright, let's get on the bigger yeah Yeah. well that sounds like a good life (laughs) right exactly and that's yeah
0: and that's ooh. that's that sweet spot that's like that humbleness it's like oh well that's where i let it go then because if he's gonna take it to there and hide behind it like that then fine if you don't want to man up and understand what you said hey be a bitch. No offense. Sorry. <laughs> but
1: there's I, there's no comedy police, and I. Mm-hmm. But it in a way isn't the audience the police.
0: Absolutely, I learn a lot from the audience. Yeah, because like you said, I can say a lot, but if like if I but if they don't know I'm a veteran going up there, if I don't make that joke first thing going out, I don't. I lately I've been doing only the jokes that don't have any veteran stuff up first, just so I can get the reaction and be like. Wow, you guys really don't think I should be saying any of this. Or, you know, and you, s- you think being a veteran gives you more Absolutely. leeway. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
0: Yeah, and it's stupid because I think everybody has a right to be as just as genuinely ignorant as I am. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. And yeah, and that's that's kind of crazy, but yeah, but yes, he needs to in that situation, he needs to man up and say either no, I believe that I'm a big asshole and I should say, call people mean names all the time. Or, yeah, I didn't mean it like that. I was trying to be funny and I'm not. So I'm going to go back to my office job.
1: That's interesting. People are so bad at apologizing. And that's the politics side. I think that makes you strong if you can apologize. Right. But it's so, it's seen as a weakness. Like I made a mistake. Well, everyone makes mistakes. And being able to say that is is very um very mature and very self aware
0: cuz you're thinking of not yourself.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Kind of basic. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's 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 um selfless. Mhm. So, I just I've made jokes on stage that I haven't had to apologize for, but I felt like if I ever did, I I just don't even want to put myself in that position. So I'm going to stop telling them. I had two rape jokes that always got laughs. Well, one of them didn't, but one of them half did, but at the wrong part, you know, you're like, oh, you're not, you're not laughing for the right reasons. Um, And so I cut them and I don't tell them anymore because I, if somebody came up to me afterwards and said, can you defend that? I'd be like, you know, I can't, it goes against my morals. So I had a mean I had
0: a mean racist joke recently about Filipinos that Dimitri was just like, I, no. Wow. Everything else was great. You're funny. Pro comic Landon. Keep them keep them laughing. But no, that is not a joke.
1: Wow. And
0: I got And I feel like a lot of that angsty bullshit you see at these open mics with these bo- boys are them out of the house. And Mama ain't watching. And I'm going to be a tool bag in front of all these people. Like, Yeah.
1: Yeah. And we're, we're, what is it? Ah, um, oh, there's a word, degenerate.
0: <laughs> sure, totally. And I think you start there. I think there is like a year where I was just a degenerate. Yeah, but I was no, because I was like producing shows and like really trying to get shit off the ground. I wasn't really in it. For, I only recently. I think it's because I got married have I like only been able to do the open mics, but not like host or like run a show in a long time? Yeah. It's because just like, oh God.
1: Do you think that... Family's heavy. <laughs> so how how much say does Dimitri have in... Very <laughs> little. Almost none. But that one you were willing to respect because you agreed? Absolutely. You agreed?
0: Yeah. Okay. Because I didn't know what I, I... Like you said, I couldn't defend it. I was like,
1: I thought it was funny because... Oh, nope. There's no joke yeah. there. Okay, Landon's being mean. So I had a joke that had the i mean when i say i had a joke i think i told it twice and it had the n word in it and i said it and um it got a big laugh and the 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 message behind the joke was that that is the worst word you can use that was the message it was somebody had suggested that there was another one um and so the point was you can't get around this is the worst word don't ever say that word but in saying the word um and then after i went up and did my joke and it got a laugh and it was like socially conscious mm-hmm. uh, like like i thought um somebody went up and told a totally dopey joke that had the ed word in it that had no social commentary right. it had it had no n- context no con- i mean it was yeah it was just and i i said i can never tell this joke again because it, it sort of gives p- permission to others. Even I, yes, but you
0: you felt what it looked like when somebody else used it in a yeah, sense. Yeah, I guess.
1: Even though I still I still think it's a good joke. I find my joke, but. I, I yes, it's not worth it. Right. I, I don't like. Oh yes, especially like in
0: the climate. I you guess. don't want to
1: see sad faces when you're on stage telling jokes. When people are making actual frowns, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, what am I doing up here? I totally <laughs> forgot my purpose. <laughs> like, like just those like yellow sad faces emojis just on everybody's yeah. For those listening, Landon just made a very good sad face. <laughs> I forget this is not a visual medium.
0: Um, <laughs> that's rad, though, to understand and like to feel that out. Like, yeah, totally. And you know, people, that's the beauty of it. That's why we get to do it at open mics. We're right. still crap. It's not a show. That's
1: exactly right. And if anyone came up to me after that and said I found that completely offensive, I would say to them, that's why I did it here.
0: I did do one new joke opening at the Backyard Show Buttercream for Annie Gordon's yeah, place. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It was cold, but it was great. And when I went up, I I don't know what happened, but I blanked in the beginning and I ended up using a new joke that I had been writing that afternoon oh. about being the, aunt, the gay antichrist. And it killed. Wow, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I was like, I think I was just so in the in the zone of that headspace that I knew what I what was funny about that premise that I was able to pull it out, you know, and do it and perform it. But um, but yeah, but everything was just downhill from there. And it was like it felt like, oh, wow, that's all my other stuff is not as strong now. You know what I mean? Because I did so well off a whim. And like, how do you do that when you're on stage, when you're in the zone and you know, like in a performance in a big space and like, like recently you were in the San Diego, uh, a comedy yeah, festival comedy festival. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Um, what is the You, you, You were in the zone and I'm sure. And like, what is it like to hold an audience that large? And like,
1: oh, it wasn't that large. It was in like, um, a comedy club. Mm -hmm. So not a theater or anything like that. But clubs
0: are different than open mics.
1: Clubs are very different than open mics. (laughs) Clubs are different than bars. I feel, you know, like when, when the, when the space is intended for comedy, Mm Mm-hmm. I get a little bit intimidated. I did a show at the Madhouse in San Diego. I was there for a weekend. So it was two shows on Friday, two shows on Saturday. The first show, I didn't do great. Like, I just didn't feel comfortable. And I think it's because it was so, um, I felt like there was pressure. Yeah. um, In a different way than there usually is. I think my best shows are when I get up there and I'm like, nobody's listening. And then I do amazing. Um, But in this case, (laughs) How do you get into that? headspace how do I get nervous how do I psych myself or, out or,
0: you're yeah, not get nervous or be like nobody cares
1: Um, Oh, because legitimately nobody cares. It's very easy. (laughs) Like Nobody cares. I did um, Kim Kroll and um, Alex Mandelberg had a show at a bar not far from Big Wings in Hollywood. It was like up the street. I think it was called Outpost or something. Okay. Um, And it was literally like the stage was like the edge of a fireplace. It was very strange. But like, no, I mean, there was the audience was like directly to your right. Like (sighs) it was it was a weird space. It wasn't the space for comedy. And I did so well because I went up and I was like, literally, I'm going to just run through my stuff and I'm not like, I'm I'm not even like, sometimes you try to be charismatic. Like, let's po- like pop it up, like be bubbly, be in the moment. And I was just like, <laughs> like, everybody loved it. But then you go to a comedy club and you pop it up and you get, you know, the butterflies and you're like I really hope I do well I really hope because this matters and um then I didn't do so well so I got off stage and I was supposed to host the next show which was hard because I was like I feel sh- shitty about my set I feel like I'm the worst one on the show what do I do so I went to the bar and I got a couple shots and then I went back on stage and I was like, just don't care. Like if they don't like me, whatever. And then I did really well. And one of the, <laughs> one of the waitresses said to me, she's like, I've worked here for something years. I've never seen someone host that well. So Aww. I was like, that was really nice. That meant so much See? to me. Because like some compliments, they're like, it's nice to hear. Some you need to hear. I needed to hear somebody say that to me that night because I felt so down about the first show.
0: Oh, sweet baby angel. You did it, though.
1: You say sweet baby angel, too? <laughs>
0: I think we got it. I think I stole that from Dane Cook. Oh, did I
1: steal that? Oh,
0: God. <laughs> Do you feel like there is a common, like, comedian, like, language, too, that yeah. we all speak, like, to each other?
1: Yes. One of the b- very, very few blog posts I have is um, <laughs> a dictionary. It's it's a comedian's dictionary. Oh, so we gotta read this. Yeah, words like... Um, Headliner, feature, opener, Mm -hmm. host, uh, bomb, kill, uh, run the light, things like that, like things that only we would... Be familiar with
0: right exactly and how they're
1: used and yeah in context yeah. too yeah like I ate a dick now is that good is that bad did you want to <laughs>
0: did you want to was that on purpose <laughs> how much did you drink right it's <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but uh, Eric says that that he does that that sometimes I hate but I just brought up him but he no. just made me realize that I am on the some comedians don't always speak out of comedian world when they're talking to other comedians too it's like they're still trying to find the humor in a normal conversation does that make sense like they're yeah. always trying to and it's like you're not on but oh yeah i'm trying to talk about my surgery now no, I kidding. See, yeah no i i was at
1: a <laughs> i was at a shiva oh sitting shiva this was a few years ago and there was a guy there who was an improviser from chicago and he would not shut it off. I was stunned. I was like, we are having a conversation and you keep cracking really dumb Chandler Bing <laughs> style sarcastic jokes. I was like, we're at a we're kind of at a funeral. It was so irritating. I think going <laughs> Going, I w- I don't even know his name. I would love to look him up on Facebook and be like, "Hey, FYI, you did that, and don't ever do that." Um, <laughs> but yeah,
0: totally. Like it's, but is that maybe it's just his way of coping? But um, like I've just sort of gotten over like the anxiety of talking to people at open mics. Like I feel when I'm with another comedian, it's like the only time that I can really be myself.
1: Oh, yeah, very
0: sweet. Yeah, because. Oh, I've heard all the shit of your life. Now let's talk as friends. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all the bullshit's out. Like now we can just have a normal conversation about the world. Like I, I relate to them. It's like because I, I don't know. Ju- comedians don't judge, even though like our whole job <laughs> is to judge so
1: harshly. Yeah, it's complicated. It's, I feel like there's definitely I don't know. There's I also there's. I don't know. You, <laughs> Sorry, I'm I've, like I'm such a pothead right now. No, too. that's okay. I, I just have to think <laughs> through this. It's you. There are comedians who I have nothing in common with. I don't. I don't do what you do. I don't say what you say. I don't come from where you come from. I just have nothing related to you. Um, and then there's others where that same everything applies but i we respect one another
0: and that's me being too gentle with the topic as well um no 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 no. we're we we're not connecting with people who we don't see as you know Mm -hmm.
1: yeah that's fine it's just i think it's a sign of intelligence to see someone perform who you personally dislike as a human being (laughs) but saying they're funny they're being funny because so many people go well she's not fucking funny and it's like well i am you just don't like me because i won't sleep with you (laughs) like
0: (laughs) oh yeah
1: that's a very real thing that happens to a lot of female comics is that they insult somebody on a on a a romantic level and then they get labeled as not funny
0: that i always feel awkward in moments of that because i it's such a world that i am not privy to it's on both sides I have no I can't I mean I know I'm 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 a feminist (laughs) obviously (laughs) but outside of like um like what goes on between like the understanding of what he's saying as a joke and not a joke as a female and not a gay male Mm -hmm. um frightens me because I'm like what like I always feel uncomfortable because I'm like I could take it. I have very thick skin. You don't I... get
1: sick of the gay jokes that are so hacky and so like no because
0: I'm like get it out, Poppy get it, get better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm very forgiving. I guess that is very
0: sweet. Yeah, it's really nice. Get it out. Get it out. Get better. <laughs> <laughs> like it's that not... I'm learning too. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to get my shit
1: done. I'm trying oh, to get... Yeah. Sometimes I'm just like we get it. Yeah. It's been done for Centuries. <laughs> you know what I really like too Is when you see someone who's like Oh this is my sixth time on stage yes. And they do some stuff And they're bad But you go They're gonna figure it out yeah. They're going to figure it out I can tell Cause sixth is a lot Some people Okay so getting up Getting
0: up up is an an, an enormous like uh, a feat it takes a long
1: time yeah. to, to go from I'm deciding to get on stage I'm gonna do an open mic to doing an open mic I think that can be months
0: yeah and then you get done with your first show. And that's about 90% of the people that have ever done an open mic for the first time come up to me and go like, oh, I could never again. No, I went up there. I ain't shit, Landon. You don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, keep writing. No, nah, no, nah, I'm just going to keep uh, banging hell. Uh, hey.
1: <laughs> no, but I appreciate those people. I'm like, It's like if that's on your bucket list to do comedy on stage and you did it and that was what you wanted to accomplish with it. That's amazing. I wish I could accomplish what I want to accomplish with this. because you I haven't what? yet.
0: I would love to see, like, a 75-year-old grandmother on stage, no jokes, just her riffing the worst words she could come to mind <laughs> for five straight minutes. And I would applaud that and throw her roses. You know what I mean? Like, that is, to me, that's hilarious because, like, we're all human and we all, like, have these little special things about us. And like, maybe that tickles her, you know, yeah. in that certain way. And I love that. So I want, I always want people to try it. So I think, because no, we know who are the comedians.
1: I think it's good to try it because then yeah. you know it's not so easy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it becomes like more of a known thing that it is a necessity. Yeah. To our culture. Because you're,
1: it's like, s- uh, so many people, um need comedy in their lives. So few people. Well, is it few people that I know a lot of funny people?
0: So many that I feel like, why are you doing my job?
1: Yeah. So many. Oh my gosh. I love funny people who are not comedians. (laughs) (laughs) I have two. I have a lot of friends Two pop out to me immediately. Both former coworkers. They are so funny. And especially my friend Delisa, we used to work together at um, the hospital in the dermatology department. And she is hilarious. (laughs) And her, her comic timing is perfect. What she's saying is perfect. And I'm like, we should do like, comedy together like we should do sketches or something and she's she's like
0: no 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 no, no. she's being real open with you're giving her the 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 comfort zone to be this open and comfortable and let this
1: star out you know like you know, it's the worst when you go to a party and everyone's like, oh, Danielle's a comedian. And then you're not the funniest person at the party. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I hate That's it. So but here, annoying. I got a bad story. Yeah. We went to this King's game one time. We got box seats. We all fancy. Hey now. Oh, my goodness. We get inside. There's food. There's drinks. Oh. oh, my God. The next couple comes in. It's this husband wife. They're in their 40s. They are killing life. They looking good. Sharp. They get their food. We introduce each other. Dimitri goes, this is Landon. She shakes my hand. She goes, oh, Landon, what do you do? And I said, I'm a stand-up comedian. She goes, oh, sweetie, what's that bringing in? And then <laughs> goes, where's the hot dogs? And moves back to the tray of food. I was like whoa oh, reality wow. check with landed uh, <laughs> <laughs> i just sat my humble ass and
1: watched the kings win <laughs> oh my god that's <laughs> brutal those nachos wow. were
0: delicious though oh i believe it
1: <laughs> oh now i want nachos but there's people who you say i'm a stand-up comic and they're more supportive than some of your family they yes. are so uh, like they've never seen you perform they're never coming to see you perform and they go that's amazing what is that like <laughs> that is so cool and then there's people that are like that fucking lady <laughs> <laughs> who are like yeah okay num num, num.
0: <laughs>
1: wow that's pretty intense
0: It's so like it, it it troubles me it's like i'm trying to find that kind for me personally i'm just trying to find that that value to like put a dollar sign on it and go these words have value. These words that we're saying, because I think I—I I mean, I personally don't think everybody's saying what we're all really thinking. I think everyone's status quoing it, and that's fine because that's comfortable and an improper. And in America, yeah, go home and say your racist shit. Go home yeah. and say your like crazy gay stuff. You know. <laughs>
1: you know what I would say to that lady. I wouldn't because I hate confrontation and I, right, me too. I never stand up for myself. Oh, me too. But <laughs> I would say something to the effect of, if this is like a sitcom, um, when was the last time you were paid to talk about dicks? Cause I actually, sometimes even if it's $5 out of like a communal bucket, even if it's 20 bucks for gas, yes, people anything. put, put currency in my sweaty little palm because I talked about dicks. That's oh, the hustle? That doesn't happen for everybody. Right. I think that's kind of special. Like, if you make $20 driving someone from point A to point B, yeah, you you did something for them. You know what I did for them? I made them laugh. Right. I made an emotion come out of them. And I maybe made their day. I think that's very, very special. And that $20 is more than its own worth. Boom. Because I earned it. Oh, boom. Not that... Other people don't earn their money. You're right, though. But other people don't earn their money. Only I earn my money, and everyone else is pretending. That's right. And you don't got to
0: listen to any of them people because they ain't paying your bills. That's right. That's That's, right. And that is a fact for the ages. For the ages. Doesn't matter if we got kings and queens or presidents or whatnot. For the ages, it's who's paying your fucking, who's feeding you. Yeah. And if it's you, that's it. You got to say who you listen to.
1: That's one. There's nobody pays my bills with me and i also really like only god can judge me oh yeah because why like i know a lot of atheists there's a lot of atheists in comedy and i think why on earth would you be an atheist if you you can do whatever fucked up shit you want and if anyone says anything you just go only god can judge me and then they have to shut up (laughs) it's like a get out of jail free card
0: I'm a bad Catholic. Marijuana, should it be legalized or not? As as she did not smoke and I just smoked in front of her.
1: I think it's okay. Think? I think uh, here's the thing. If alcohol is gonna be legal, marijuana should be legal. Otherwise outlaw both of them.
0: Oh right.
1: I think if if someone can go to the bar and get hammered and, and then leave and nobody says anything, yeah. Go smoke. I, I I totally put them on the same on the same plateau or whatever. So,
0: 21 and up?
1: Uh, I guess so. Maybe 18, I guess. Well, I think 21 only because the
0: brain's really not fully... And this is all, like, research stuff that I'm just picking up now. Sure. And I'm looking at, like, uh, oh, when did I start smoking? You know, well, and I want to be proactive and, like, not be too, like, ah, oh, hallelujah, that yeah. we're all going to be, like, I still have my conservative side about it, sure. yeah. Well,
1: maybe I shouldn't... I. I don't know enough about it to give...
0: But I like... No, no, you're absolutely right, though. I think it should be outright legal. It's just we're going to have to study the effects, period.
1: Right. And I guess that's that's the smartest way to go about it, is is learn about when it's going to have a negative effect on you and make the law uh, abide by that. Um, it. I do think it's screwed up that you can go to a war and come back and not have a beer. I think that's a little... Weird
0: We used to say that When we were in the service Yeah We used to be like I was 18 when I got in And I was like Oh I gotta go to Iraq now I wanna go drink But yeah, we can't Yeah I wish I
1: could just do A um, shot of whiskey Before no, I go to Iraq
0: Nope yeah. Halliburton needs their oil
1: So <laughs> I think that it should I think I can say Totally definitely um, Medicinal marijuana Should be available To those who need it Oh God bless you. Thank you. Well, who am I to deny anyone medicine? (laughs) Uh, So... that's it that's the end plug
0: my stuff oh i always been asking everybody this whole <laughs> season and they always like nah, really no
1: yeah if you Weird. have something
0: plug it all please Oh,
1: well you can come to my open mic if you want to try comedy i run an open mic some wednesdays i know that's very vague <laughs> some wednesdays at the karma lounge it almost feels like every other
0: wednesday is like it long- has
1: been for the most part there's a few where i do two in a row but Karma Lounge
0: is great, period. Right. But find is- Danielle's show. It's awesome. great. Yeah.
1: Um, if it's not me, it's Lonnie. And Lonnie's great, too. Lonnie's so go see wonderful. Lonnie. Um, he's a fan of the man. He does the harmonica.
0: I know. I saw him the other uh, two weekends ago. Or two it, weeks ago. It was
1: incredible. It's great. So go see me. Go see Lonnie at the Karma Lounge. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Danielle Soto 617. And Instagram is the same. Woo-woo. Yeah shout out oh and listen to my podcast oh what's your podcast dr cheesecake it's a golden girls podcast
0: i'd like to thank my guest today daniel soto and to the listeners thank you for listening i appreciate you and um yeah this is gonna be wild ain't it